bathrooms. We all fucking use them. They need exist them. everywhere. You need I them. Hate, yeah, you I gotta, hate public ones. I, I also hate public ones. I Let me tell you, as a trans person, public bathrooms fucking suck. Probably for the same reasons and also very, very different <laughs> reasons. We both hate public restrooms. Yeah, no, basically. I was traveling pretty much all today and yesterday. And I stopped at so many different bathrooms. I Part of my hormones is that I am on a water pill, which means that I have to pee all the time. I drank like four liters of water. So I was peeing all the time. Constantly. How many... Ga- how many goddamn bathrooms have to have a single, like just a toilet and a sink and still have a gendered sign on them? I was at this one speedway and this dude was like, hey, you're like waiting for the women's, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, ah, damn, I was like going to sneak in there. And I was like, yeah, because it's just a toilet. I was like, it's cool. But I was also like, I swear to God, if you try and sneak in front of me and steal the bathroom, I'm going to murder you. Well, I've heard that criticism that, uh, you know, men, men are trying to get into the women's bathroom. And I think what it, that really means is <laughs> they really just have to pee and the men's restroom is... No, I, I know that's not actually it. Okay. Go ahead. I was also going to say, hold on. The, I had five men come in and out of the bathroom before I got into the women's restroom and there was one person in there. So, don't even. Women, you gotta pee faster. Come Selfies. On. I, on the toilet? <laughs> well, not on the toilet. No, but in the... Hey, <laughs> as somebody that recently took a selfie in a bar bathroom, uh, I guess I can't really criticize. So, <laughs> you know, it is interesting because uh, I there's such an opportunity for employers, for businesses to take a stand and i hate to say it that way but that's still kind of where we're at as a society where having a gender neutral bathroom is uh received with some criticism by uh society and unfortunately it's just a toilet my workplace we made that decision that it is just a toilet and we took out urinals and made those single stalls so that anyone who wants to use either of those restrooms is going to feel comfortable doing that and it's interesting when we first did that somebody had made a comment on it on uh, i don't know Yelp or something like that. And then all of a sudden we started getting flooded with Russian bots. Like obviously over <laughs> Russian bots who they were not saying anything about our actual place of business. They were just legitimately saying, I can't believe that this place in like broken English. And it was very, very funny to me, but said a lot about sort of where we were at societally because that was 2016 and a lot happened that year. Yeah. I, and a lot has happened since then. Yeah. No, like, okay. So speaking from a trans point of view, getting over the like, which bathroom do I use hump was a challenge. It took me almost a year into my transition to finally feel comfortable using the correct bathroom. I know that that is a common thing for a lot of other trans people gender neutral bathrooms are a godsend for not just binary trans people because binary trans people will hopefully eventually get to a point where they feel comfortable using the bathroom that identifies with their gender but like all my non-binary folks out there like y'all are screwed if they don't have a non-binary if they have like no non-binary bathrooms you know like Right. Why can't we all just have gender-neutral bathrooms? They're just toilets. Bathrooms are making you choose your gender. Or, like, maybe we just have one room full of urinals and one room full of toilets and stalls. And then 
Oh no, no stalls. Which one you need? No walls. Just <laughs> just, just uh, single like, toilets. Like, <laughs> up. I always think of the the two toilets sitting next to each other, so you can high five while you're doing your business. <laughs> or like you have like three toilets in a row, and then you've got like one big screen TV and like controllers, and you can just... oh, hell yes, Mario Kart. <laughs> a transgender person and i'm cam your dad and this is the transgender a podcast chronicling my transition and a cisgender man learning how to support it so i'm bringing a topic to the table today and that is the trans flag blue pink and white blue pink and white which were specifically chosen as the trans colors And the reason why I was bringing this into light is because there's some very interesting criticism of the trans flag from the trans community and from non-binary people as they look at the flag and say, well, doesn't that look like baby blue, baby pink, and a white line? As a trans person, I can agree that I have had this criticism of the flag. (laughs) So a little bit of background, Monica Helms invented the flag in 1999. Uh, Monica is a trans woman. And again, really specifically determined those colors because the feeling was that it was the most representative of continuum, a spectrum of how somebody might identify their gender. And the white lion was specifically put there as this is the neutral part of this flag and your ability to be non-binary. Now, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article right now, and I just want to name a couple of other flags that exist on the Wikipedia page. My favorite is the Israeli flag, not gonna lie. I'm sorry, talk to me more about that. It is bright neon green with the Venus, Mars, and the Mars stroke symbol in it, in the middle of it. Like, it's got the transgender symbol in it, you know? Like, the little... the. This is specifically it, an it, Israeli trans yes, flag. So, it was a unique flag designed in Israel by the trans and genderqueer community to stand out in public spaces, and I fucking love it. How dope is it to just have a bright neon green flag to be, like, trans pride? I love that. I mean, again, that tackles some of the criticism that we were just talking about, about baby blue, baby pink. A couple of other flags, though, that are listed on Wikipedia. So, obviously, the rainbow flag, the lesbian flag, the bisexual flag. Okay? We're we're aware of those. The pansexual flag and the intersex flag are common ones. Then, listed next, gay pride flag of South Africa. All right. So, that one has what looks like the middle part of a peace symbol overlaid on it and speaks to me as maybe the first step towards intersectional flag like that's sort of how it looks like it has that triangle on the end there i can definitely see that potentially very cool next flag the bear flag Next flag, the leather flag. The leather pride flag, a symbol of BDSM and fetish subculture. No, wait, actually, no, I'm literally looking at this. On the trans flag Wikipedia, there is the Andrew Design flag, which was created in 1999 by San Francisco uh, trans man Jonathan Andrew. And it specifically mentions the bear flag and the, quote, Leatherman flag, which I don't believe is referring to the company Leatherman. I don't, uh, yeah, I would assume not. <laughs> 
Though if they have their own queer flag, go them. I mean, like, I don't know what kind of sexuality Leatherman is. I was very proud of my Leatherman when I carried one, so I guess I understand. <laughs> Leatherman sexual. It's probably not even worth mentioning, but I will. The straight or heterosexual pride flag that exists. I, I don't even know what it looks like. I think it's, it doesn't even matter. It's like black and white with like rainbow within like a black and white A in the middle of it or vice versa, I think. It's really dumb. Hey, guy. Hey, straight people. Straight people. Look at me. Listen to me. You guys don't need a flag. You guys have 11 months and no discrimination. I, as a trans woman who is also very queer and wanted in 73 countries. What countries are you wanted in for being straight and cis? That's exactly right. Uh, That flag has been uh, now considered transphobic uh, and uh, is considered by (laughs) glad to be hate speech. So uh, supporters created a new flag, which uses black and orange colors and is meant to imitate the Pornhub logo. I believe that is also the super straight, which is super transphobic because it is like, oh, well, like I wouldn't date a trans person because like they're not a quote unquote pure version of whatever I'm into, which I just think is like, you're losing out on a lot of opportunities there. Like (laughs) you sure are. Trans people trans people know their shit so. yeah let's do an episode at some point about trans fetishization <laughs> and sort of the continuum no. between the hatred and the fetishization <laughs> somewhere in between is where we want you dear listener to be um, <laughs> we want you to be fetishized and <laughs> no i think I, we want you to be neither would be the preferred you said in between <laughs> i meant in the continuum we'd like you to be squarely in the oh god All right. (laughs) So trans flag, I think, is a symbol that we can stand behind, and it has been part of now the the trans community for 22 years. And I think, um, you know, despite those criticisms, I think there was a lot of intention put into the colors that were chosen and the way the flag was designed. And I, I want to acknowledge the criticisms that are out there and to say that, boy, there's a lot of continuum between what your gender might be anywhere in the spectrum of potential gender. So one flag with two, three colors in it is not going to necessarily represent who you are, but we need a symbol in order to represent the the pride that we have in, in trans people. As a trans person, especially one who struggled with my identity for a very long time, I always found the trans flag very offensive when I was growing up and seeing it and things. And I think part of that has to do with my own like repression and everything. But It also is like, I, for a while, identified as a demigirl, and to some extent I still kind of do, and like that kind of negates a whole aspect of my identity. But as I've like grown into my transness and have accepted the flag more, like it's not meant to encompass the entire spectrum of what trans identities are and like the non-binary community and things. It's meant to represent trans people. It is targeted towards binary trans people, which is not ideal, though the white line in the middle is meant to represent sort of a transition between or, you know, a constant state of like gender fluid people, people who are non-binary and exist sort of in that in-between space. And it's not to say that the flag is perfect because it's not, but it's meant to be a visualization of the support and pride that trans people have. 
Do I think that a better option should come along? Absolutely. Like I said, I'm all down for the Israeli transgender flag. Well, that's where the intersectional flag means a lot to me, because that flag is very clear about providing a lot of room for what your identity might be. And that's the exact, like, that's that's the thing, is that no one flag, other than maybe the rainbow flag, but even that's kind of been adopted specifically for, like, the sexuality side of the um, queer community, like, no one flag can encompass all identities. That's just not how flags work. <laughs> so, you know, I would say that there are a lot of flags that do a very good job of that. My personal favorite flag that I think has a very good job of including a lot of identities, again, it doesn't include all of them, but it's very good at including a lot of them, is the Progress Rainbow Pride flag, which includes a black and brown strip um, representing the queer community that involves... Bi- BIPOC folks. Yeah, exactly. And then the trans colors as well to help signal that like, hey, we are one community. It's not just about the sexuality. It's also about your whole identity, your gender. It's meant to represent all identities, gender, sexuality, everything. And when I say intersectional flag, that's exactly the one that I'm talking about. That's the that's the flag that's on the back of my car because I feel so strongly that this is the the way that I want to be supportive of this community. And if you're black or brown in this community and you are also trans, the odds that you are going to experience a hate crime, that you are going to be killed because of who you are, is exceptionally higher than any one of those individual factors about your identity. And that is the part that's so important that we need to change as a society. Exactly. You know, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, but we support you. And if you need help, there are resources for you. So speaking of which, let's talk about transphobes and the kinds of people that are going to fuck transphobes. uh, Call your identity into question. So as I said, I was traveling a lot in these past few days. And my biggest worry when I travel is the hatred that trans people face all the time when it is 2 a.m. and I'm at a small town trying to just pee. I am always afraid. I am far along in my transition and able to pass with relative ease, though there are still things that I still get misgendered to this day and people still fuck up my pronouns or whatever. Wait, just in that regard, shout out to the guy that immediately identified you as waiting for the women's restroom yeah, at honestly. the beginning of this episode. Because <laughs> that's that's a good yeah. thing. That's uh, that's progress. Whether he is a uh, supportive ally or not, he identified you as a woman and that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, not everybody is like that guy. Well, I would say a lot of people are either just misinformed or uneducated or what have you. There are definitely going to be people out there who hate you for who you are. I've dealt with too many of them. In fact, in my day job, it has been one of my biggest fears that I will be discriminated against because of who I am. I am a EMT, and if a patient of mine refuses my care because of who I am, that would really wear down on me. That being said, transphobes, get your shit together. I don't know why you're listening to our podcast, but please do. It's very educational. Dealing with the transphobes. Dealing with the phobes. We're going to specifically talk about transphobes because that's what I have most experience with. Well, and I think it's worth differentiating in some ways that because 
we see transphobia from queer communities yes. and that and from feminists which is a very interesting probably another topic for another time but it's you can be a supportive ally of the queer community in general and be anti-trans it's really important for us to be able to distinguish that generally dealing with the phobes the first thing to know is that they are going to get to you that is their entire goal they have no other goal but to piss you off and it works because trust me i've been there there are so many times where i just want to punch a transphobe in the face but here's the thing that you need to know they being a transphobe are so much weaker and so much less of everything than you are queen king royalty don't let them get to you I mean, yeah, it's going to hurt and they're going to say mean things and it's going to be a bitch of a time. But you also fucking came out and are living your life. And that's way stronger. Like, <laughs> you did the strong thing, trans folks, by telling society that you are a trans person. It's cowardice that causes people to be transphobic. And for all of the phobes, they are just afraid. Any phobes that you're dealing with, the main point is to not let them get to you and not engage. You are not going to educate them like you might a person who is misinformed. The other point that I'd like to make about transphobes, or well, about all phobes, is that the technique that I have implemented on dealing with phobia and just a general discrimination towards me is reminding myself that I am who I am and that they will not be able to touch that whatsoever. The reason why they're calling me out on it is because they're afraid that I am so confident and able to be who I am that they think it's an affront and an attack on them, which it absolutely Well, your existence not. takes away power from other people. Exactly. Is such an important part of this conversation that the the reason why conservatism and I, this is not a knock on conservatism because I I don't think this is political as much as people feel threatened when their worldview is being challenged by a queer person in general, but then also specifically a trans person. Well, and any person who's different, like I said, you know, any person who's these, different. These first two topics apply to any phobe. Any person who discriminates against you for who you are, what you believe in, what have you, like these two things will work to help you. Don't let them get to you and remind yourself that you are confident and that you are great. My experiences in transphobes and in uh, homophobes, transphobes in particular, are so uncomfortable with the fact that a person of the same gender could be so confident in their gender, be so confident in themselves... And still have to go across the gender divide or whatever you want to call it. The gender, the white strip in the trans flag. Because they themselves are not confident in themselves. You know, like, I can't tell you how many women who have discriminated against me in particular do so because they are not confident in themselves. Which is partly a societal issue, which I'm sure will be another topic. But also because, like... I know who I am, and I'm confident about that, and I express that. And if you are a woman who maybe doesn't know who she is or struggles with her identity, that can be a challenging thing, especially because if you believe or know that I am trans, which means that I literally was not born cis like you, <laughs> because I was not born... Like me, your yeah. dad. <laughs> Who is a cisgender man? <laughs>
Do you like to save money? I know I do. That's why I've started using Upside. Upside is an app that gives you cash back on your everyday purchases. I personally save up to 22 cents per gallon on gas, and there are deals for up to 30% back at restaurants. And if you use our offer code, you can save an additional 15 cents per gallon on your first gas purchase and support the transgender while you're at it. Just go to Upside.com to get the app and use offer code Cameron six three four. 936. That's C A M E R O N 634936 to get 15 more cents off when you fill up your tank. Make your dollars go further with cashback from Upside. I take away so much of that power that you feel like you have because you're cis and you know that you're a woman, but also like you feel so empty because you don't know your identity i'm saying this you to vent some frustration that i've been having with people but that that's what transphobes are is that they they are uncomfortable with their own identities and so they need to find something to attack and the easiest target for people who don't feel comfortable in their own identities is to attack something that is different or strange that has confidence I mean, it's important, I think, maybe to put a pin in the the fact that women, we realize that society is built on blocks of misogyny. And so feeling like you need to gain power wherever you are able to is an understandable feeling in a society that is extremely anti-women um, as well as anti-trans. Absolutely. It's the fight that we're all working for. You don't need to take your frustration out on us trans people because... Well, we talk about that in inequity and justice uh, conversations a lot is building everyone up is not removing power from other people. It's trying to build everyone up together so that women can have equality and trans people can have equality and BIPOC people can have equality in our society. And that doesn't remove any of the power from anybody if we can all work together. And it it all goes back to the intersectional flag, the idea that this is all a combined effort for us to better ourselves and do a better job of supporting each other. Can I just say... Can we remove some power from straight cis white men? Just like a little bit. Oh, okay. Please. Cool, 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 cool. Like, well, here, here. <laughs> you know, I love, I love raising everybody up, but like, can we just like take away a little bit of their power? Like, just a little bit. Just skim off. The I'm top. not talking about white <laughs> cis men when I am saying this. I am saying for everybody who is clinging to whatever power they can get, which is not white. <laughs> That's cis very men. true. <laughs> Going back a little bit to supporting queer and other sorts of leaders in the community, we recently elected my very good friend, who is a queer Muslim woman. By God, am I so proud of her and her journey, and I'm so happy to see her in politics. Just wanted to shout her out and let you all know to go check her out, because she's wonderful. Can I can I lead you astray for a second here? I'm going to yeah, stop talking, because yeah. I want to hear from you, but as an ally and as a caregiver because that's such a big part of what we're doing here what can i do when confronted with a phobe you and i are at the mall and you are being criticized (laughs) or i mean obviously you know this is so hard because if you're being attacked i know what to do i'm gonna punch some people 
you know, like this is your dad and I, <laughs> I get very defensive of you anyway. But if somebody is criticizing you, what's my role as your caregiver and your ally in that kind of a scenario? I have to say, this is probably my favorite goddamn question you have ever asked me in our entire lives. You've asked me some good questions, but this applies to so many people. And it's something that I tell all of the people who I know want to be supportive and just don't know how. Everybody fucking listen up. The best way to support trans people, especially, especially in the face of transphobes, if somebody misgenders a trans person, if somebody uses a dead name for a trans person, if somebody even corrects themselves trying to be polite, but is actually misgendering that trans person, what have you? Say something. Whether the trans person is there or not. This is something that I personally have experienced firsthand and it's so so helpful to knowing that i have a strong community and knowing that i am supported by my people if you whether i am there or not correctly identify me say oh no that's my daughter or like yes she you know things like that that means so much to me where that kind of becomes a little bit different is if you are a person who a trans person has trusted you, come out to you before they're ready to come out fully of the closet and everything, there's a little bit of different rules and you're going to have to talk to your trans person about that specifically. The simple act of using their proper name, using their proper pronoun, and correcting other people is so, so important and critical. When your trans person is with you and they are obviously being discriminated against right there speaking up is really important if your trans person is okay with that there the rules kind of change when a trans person is there because the trans person has ultimate say over the situation if i am being blatantly misgendered and everything i generally will correct them myself at this point before i maybe wouldn't have and i just didn't want to cause a scene but now i will definitely be like hey shut the fuck up and correctly gender me what the fuck I will literally say that. <laughs> well, and that may come, too, from a place yes. of confidence that you have been able to build and also yes. your generally extroverted personality. I, I think about introverted trans people in the world who probably are less likely to feel ready to yeah, and do that, that, even if they so have come out publicly. That is where talking with your trans person and sort of feeling out what they want in that situation is important. I know for a long time I didn't want to make a scene. So if I was being misgendered, I would look to the person that I was with and just shake my head. Like, it's not worth it. Now I have a podcast about being a trans woman and sharing that identity. Fucking, if you misgender me, bitch, we're going to have a conversation in the middle of the mall. I don't give a shit. It's like carrying but, around mixtapes if you're a rapper. It'd be so good if you just had a copy of our podcast that you could just hand to somebody and be like, fuck you, listen to this. Mic drop. I, I, like, grabbed their phone and I installed a podcast <laughs> in at our podcast. Hey, hold on. This is going to take a minute. <laughs> What's the Wi-Fi like password here? <laughs> so every trans person has their own thing, but for their own situation. Like I said, I don't want to make a scene, or I didn't want to make a scene. Now I will absolutely make a scene. And I'll make a scene for any trans person who wants me to. But if you are by yourself or with other people and... The trans person 
is not there and they are being incorrectly referred to, speak up. Because you don't have the power to decide whether that situation is okayed by the trans person or is, you know, maybe they've like okayed it in the past and you're like, uh, fuck it. Speak up. Say what you're meaning. Again, this is for a trans person who's come out who has given you explicit permission to discuss this. If your trans person's still in the closet, respect them, please. Respect your trans people always. And if those transphobes come after you or come after your trans person, speak up because you don't deserve that hate. They don't deserve that hate. I tell you, their life is way harder than that transphobes just by the simple fact of them being trans. <laughs> Disclaimer, I actually, I, I don't know how hard a transphobe's life is, but I assume it's pretty easy if they're able to hate on people that much. It's- I think very, very lonely in a society where you <laughs> can't accept other people for who they are. Hey, so speaking of uh, accepting us for who who we are as individuals, uh, let's get to um, some positivity here. Yeah, so our podcast can get pretty dark sometimes, and I wanted to start something that can bring a little bit of light to every podcast episode. So I'm going to call this segment Transuphoria. I'm going to start this week. However, I'd love to hear all of your guys' trans euphoria as well, or just gender euphoria. Just people, if you're like, hey, I'm feeling fucking confident today and I want to like send that in, questions at transgenderpod.com. Just send it in. We are totally happy to discuss it. This week, though, I was looking like a sleep paralysis demon all day. I had traveled for... It's because you like, didn't sleep for a I good amount I of time. I didn't sleep for 20 hours today. While I was driving, and so I looked like a, I was I was sleep deprived, and I looked like a sleep paralysis. Hi, man. your dad here. I worry about you when you are traveling at three a.m. and you're talking about how you had to move things aside in your car so that you could sort of like cramp yourself into your car to be able to sleep. But uh, anyway, go hey, on. I'm doing fine. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm a professional. Don't do what I do. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> oh no, that's another motto of this podcast. <laughs> So, even though I was looking like a fucking sleep paralysis demon, I not once got misgendered. Like, not once was I misgendered today. And yesterday. I was traveling for a full 20 hours. It was across the time stream, t- time timeline continuum. I don't know. I'm a nerd. You weren't misgendered because you looked like a woman tired of society, <laughs> like so many women I know, <laughs> I think might be uh, the case. Like, oh, yep, she's dealt with some shit there. I literally so the reason why I was traveling so much was for my job, which I recover uh corneas from organ donors. And I had this one case way out in the middle of nowhere. And I was really fucking hot because I dressed in layers because I knew that I was traveling for a long time and if I got stranded somewhere. So I like dressed in layers because I was like, ah, if I get stranded somewhere, I don't want to like be freezing cold and have to huddle under my blankets. So I wore a long sleeve shirt, I wore some leggings, and then I wore my scrubs over that. In the procedure room, we wear a full, like, full PPE, so that's the mask, the face shield, the gown, everything. None of that's permeable, because it's not meant to be, which means that it traps in your heat, and it traps in your moisture. When I got out to my car at 7 a.m. this morning, I had under boob sweat and just sort of boob sweat all over, and it was disgusting. And I was like, ah, I can't, I can't sleep in this. So I took my bra off, right? Well, then I just didn't put it back on all day. So I was like going in and out of these stores with just like 
fucking glass cutters everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, I'm over it at this point. Did you like, just say glass society. cutters? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I love that. All right. Uh, I've got, yeah, it's it's bad. Um, So, you know, like, A, women, I see you. Trans women, I see you. Trans men who, like, haven't had top surgery, won't have top surgery, whatever. I see you, man. It sucks. But also, like, fuck what people say sometimes. If you have questions about transitioning or supporting someone who is transitioning and you'd like us to talk about it on the show, please shoot an email to questions at transgendapod.com. Be sure to check out our episode description for links to resources on today's topics. Hey, I just want to give a huge shout out. Today was launch day for this podcast and the community has rallied. And when I mean the community, yes, the trans community has rallied, but our friends and family and just people who love and support us. It has made me so emotionally charged all day today that people are so supportive of us as human beings, but of what we're doing in this podcast. So thank you all. We love you so, so much. And uh, also please uh, like and review <laughs> Apple Podcasts so that we can keep keep doing Damn, this. Damn, already selling out. <laughs> First day of release, and you're already selling out to the freaking corporate gods. Jesus. Yeah, well, it's a podcast. Corporate Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I've been Cam. I've been Anna. And this has been The Transgender. Love you all, except the bigots and the folks.